86,400 seconds, 1,440 minutes, 24 hours. So I, I get the pleasure of talking to churches all day about just ways we can help them reach more people in their community and just get outside their walls. That's Adam Leakey, one of the guys on the team here at Connect. I brought him into the studio to ask him about the craziest thing he has done in 24 hours. One part about your life that I find incredible is that you're a Cleveland Browns fan. Oh, no. And we're in, we're in uh, Athens, Georgia. No, oh, no, no, we're close to Cleveland. Oh, no. yeah. And so we're talking about uh, the craziest thing that can happen in 24 hours. Right. And so uh, what is your craziest thing? So, yeah, um, I apologize to all people that you have to hear about my Brown story. But no, the craziest 24 hours um, in my life was in college. That's a great way to start a story. Oh, yeah. Um, is we watched a football game here and we decided to get in a car after our game and drive what could have been 16 hours north to Cleveland, Ohio. So from, from Athens yeah. to Cleveland. Okay. Yeah. It, just to watch the first... NFL game between the Cowboys and the Cleveland Browns. So we got there, obviously under no sleep. We're riding in a Pontiac Bonneville with five other people, (laughs) you know. Yeah. At some point, you know, we're just trying to stay awake. We're going through the foothills of Virginia and all places I've never been. And we get there, buy a ticket on the street. Could have been fake. We didn't know. Got into the game, watched the entire game, watched the Browns lose. Shocking. (laughs) And uh, got back in a car, drove through the downtown streets of Cleveland, Ohio. And so we drove all the way back just in time for me to get to my first 8 a.m. class. (laughs) That is my craziest 24-hour story. A lot can happen in 24 hours, but it can also go by really quick. This week, we bring Sean Busey back on the show to talk about one of the most impactful 24 hours of the year for their church. You might be thinking Christmas or Easter, you're close, but the answer might surprise you. And we just came off uh, one of our largest events that we've ever had with this Easter event, uh, where we had 2,500 to 3,000 people on on site. Even for a big church, 3,000 people is a lot of people. But what's really incredible isn't the sheer number of people Sean's church attracted outside of their congregation. It was the amount of people that came back to a Sunday service. This is an interesting thing that I didn't know was going to happen. For every 10 calls that we made, two of those people said they were going to come to the service the next day. Um, And so it's it's real crucial that, um, you know, 24-hour window or 12-hour window, even after the event, that's when follow-up is real crucial. What we're finding is it's got to be a personal invitation over a phone call. It uh, can't be an email, can't be anything like that, because a lot of that's just going to get passed to the side. But you give somebody a personal invite over the phone, um, I just think it says something to them that you really care. The 24 hours right after your event really is key. Here at Connect, we help coordinate tons of events like kids camps and 5K road races. And I know the last thing that I want to do after an event is follow up. Usually, I just want to go to bed and not jump on the phone. But that's where strategic planning before the event comes in. So let's dive into what Sean's planning looks like and ways you can replicate his results. First up, you have to recruit the right people. I had the privilege to start serving as the the lead for our events team. 
it's probably two years ago. Uh, and when I came into that role, everything was on one person's shoulders and maybe their, their close friends. And so there was a lot of burnout that happened because they just became really unwell and really unhealthy. Uh, because when you're trying to do everything, you can't. I mean, it's impossible. And so we started to look around and, and at first we just implemented it as a request. And we said, hey, if you lead a ministry at our church, we want you to be involved in this event uh, because this event is not about our church. It's about our community and how we can connect uh, with them and maybe, maybe just maybe get them connected to be discipled at our, at our campus. And so the team that was really one, maybe two, three, immediately grew to about 15. Now, what qualities does Sean look for? Uh, we look for somebody who loves God. So they have a heart for God. Um, they have a teachable spirit uh, and they have a strong work ethic. Uh, and if somebody has those three things, then uh, managing that person on the back end is way easier. One of the crucial parts of that is that teachable spirit. Um, and the reason I say that is you can't teach that to people. They either have it or they don't. But if you develop a team with that ki- those kind of core qualities, specifically uh, that love for God and that teachable spirit, then you create this environment where everyone leads with questions. Um, and no one feels like they're in this fear of confrontation. So if they bring something up that may not be the best idea in the world, they're not afraid that somebody's going to, you know, going to come down on them and they can have the freedom to, uh, to speak freely and, and really work as a team and collaborate. So teachability is really crucial as you're developing a, a leadership team. All right. So first was recruiting the right people and getting them in the right place. Next up, in order to have an effective follow-up strategy, you need to have a way to follow up. Whether it's an email, a phone number, or even just an invitation, it is what happens during the event that can make or break your chances for them coming back. So, number two, create hooks for a follow-up during the event. We began to um, build connections with some of these, these families. And the way that that happened was through a really intentional uh, follow-up and connection uh, plan. And so we try to be super intentional. So for instance, this year, uh, one of the things we did is, is as people came on site, uh, they received uh, for this Easter event, they received a, a map of the facility um, and a scavenger hunt, a fun little family scavenger hunt, um, and then an opportunity to enter a raffle. And so uh, they could swing by the information table and enter this raffle. Once they entered that raffle, then immediately following that event, they were going to get a connection call. And the call was real simple. It wasn't um, anything crazy. Uh, Anybody could make this call. It was just, hey, thank you so much for attending this event. We loved to see your family there. And we would love for you to join us for services uh, this week. So number one, recruit the right people. Number two, create hooks for follow-up during the event. And number three follow-up fast. We try to have a very clear connection and follow-up strategy um, for us, and it's got to be immediate. Um, I know it seems like, well, there's no way I'm going to get people to make phone calls at 4 p.m. You know, on a, on a Saturday afternoon. Well, you can if you ask them, um, and if you cast the right vision, that's going to be incredibly attractive to somebody who has an, um, you know, a, a mindset to really be an inviter uh, and a rave recruiter and things like that. And so, uh, for us, it wasn't easy. It was a simple ask. And they said, absolutely. Made the calls in less than 10 minutes. And for every 10 calls that we made, this is an interesting thing that I didn't know was going to happen. For every 10 calls that we made, two of those people said they were going to come to the service the next day. Um, and so it's it's real crucial that, um, you know, 24-hour window or 12-hour window, even after the event, that's when follow-up is real crucial. And what we're finding is it's got to be a personal invitation over a phone call. 
Uh, it can't be an email, can't be anything like that because a lot of that's just going to get passed to the side. But you give somebody a personal invite over the phone, um, I just think it says something to them that you really care. So what about you? How can these three key elements of a 24-hour plan apply to your specific situation? To help you think through this, we've created a free resource for you over at connect-ministries.com forward slash takeaways. Grab it. Let us know what you think. Next time on the show, we chat with a longtime friend of Connect, Jeff Simmons. Jeff is the lead pastor of a successful and growing church right outside of Nashville. And we dive into the strategies he has used for outreach and how they have been impacting their community. As always, if you like what we're doing, the best way to support the show is by leaving a rating and review over on iTunes. We would love to know what you think and ways we can make the show better. Also, you can hit us up over on Instagram. Let us know how these strategies are applying to your church.